2 Corinthians 5, verse 15. He died for everyone so that those who receive His new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So this scripture is clearly telling us that because of what Jesus has done. And uh, so now that we become a child of God, now that we become a Christian, we are no longer to live for ourselves. And uh, so now how do we live for God? The next verse continues to tell us in verse 16. So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regard Christ in this way, we do so no longer. So now, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. In other words, now that we live for Jesus, not live for ourselves, to live for Jesus has a lot to do with our relationship with people. And probably that's the first thing, how you live for Jesus, is to be able to live in peace, in harmony, and uh, in love with, with people. But of course we know very often, that's the, that's the tricky part, that's the difficult part, because we carry so much baggage, through past relationship, to past experiences and, and, and hurts, that we bring it into our relationship with the brothers and sisters in Christ. But in order to live for Jesus, we have to look at people in a different light as compared to what we used to, the worldly ways of looking at people. And uh, so that's the starting point to live, in, to live for Jesus. We begin to look at people from Christ's perspective, how Jesus sees them, rather than from a worldly perspective. You know, if we look at people from a worldly perspective, how does people view others from a worldly perspective? They look at the outward appearances, they look at their uh, record, their failure, their success, their performances. And so we use all this thing to gauge the person. If the person has failed, has committed some uh, crime or some bad things, we hold that against them. We are so cautious. Uh, and because we, we don't want to be hurt by them. So, that's how the world look at uh, things and look at people. Not just the world, the prophet Samuel did the same thing when he went to the house of Jay-Z to anoint the next king of Israel. While well, he saw the elder brother of David, handsome, tall, full of statues, he said, wow, this must be the one. You see, even spiritual men, 
make that kind of wrong assessment about people. But in order for us to serve Jesus in this new life that He has given to us, if we do not change our perspective about people away from the worldly point of view into how Christ sees people, there's no way that we can uh, help people. There's no way that we can, uh, uh, how should I say, build the kind of relationship that reflects the goodness of God, the glory of God. And uh, sometimes the kind of uh, prejudice, the kind of thoughts that we have are so deeply ingrained in us. It's part of our culture. And, and it's so difficult. The, the prejudice that we have against people is, is so difficult to break. So that we, we, can, we do not show the love of Christ because we, we are holding back, we are so prejudiced against a person. We protect ourselves rather than making ourselves vulnerable. And uh, the Bible tells us this story about Peter being a Jew. And uh, now that he is serving God, now that he's preaching the gospel, based on his culture, based on his religious, past religious uh, understanding of God's plan, he will never be able to break through into serving God in the way that God desires in uh, 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 into new territory. He will never be able to break through those, those, those sphere of ministry unless he drastically change how he look at people, how he look at things. Because we are all familiar how in, in the olden days, how the Jews look at the Gentiles. They see that the Gentiles are being defiled whereas they are the holy people of God. They would not want to associate uh, with the Gentiles and uh, especially having meals with them because, you know, the, of the food that the Gentiles will be eating, that is considered unclean to a, a, a Jewish person. And we know history tells us that the Jews would try to even go a longer way to bypass a Gentile's village because they just want nothing to do with the Gentiles. But yet the love of God is reaching down towards the Gentiles. And, uh, and God wants the Gentiles to be brought in, to be one with the Jews. Can you see how difficult it is? How challenging this task is? Because of the culture difference, because of the animosity that has been built up through generations, there is just impossible. So God appeared 
to Peter in the upper room when he was praying and seeking God. Can you see it? You know, we can be seeking God, we can be praying, we can be so spiritual, we are serving the Lord, and yet there are things that is in us that is anti-God, that is so against what God wants to do at this present time. So, you know the story. Let's read it in Acts 10, verse 14. He says, while Peter was praying, he was in a trance, and he saw a sheet came down from heaven with all kinds of unclean animals, according to his Old Testament Jewish belief, all these unclean animals. Yet a voice from heaven spoke to him and said, Eat, uh, kill, uh, and eat. And Peter replied in verse 14 of Acts 10. He said, Surely not, Lord. Peter replied, I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. So we want to be very clear that Peter, he is not mistaken. He knew that it is the Lord who spoke to him. He says, surely not Lord. It is not Something like us, you know, when we hear voices like that or, or, or this, 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 uh, this uh, voices that speaks to us things which is so ridiculous, which, which is uh, so against what we believe, what we think, we, we, we know what God is saying. We will think, oh, is that a voice from God or is it from the devil telling me to do this? No, Peter knew it's from the Lord. God appeared, he knew. And he said, God, no way, no way. Surely not. And he said, I have never eaten anything impure and unclean. So with that kind of prejudice, with that kind of ingrained uh, culture, religious belief, it's not easy to shake off. It's not easy to break through. So the same voice had to appear to him three times. Three times. Do not call anything impure that God had made clean. God had made clean. Yes, it was impure. Yes, it was unclean. But God has made it clean. Okay, so, so you know from this verse that when Peter were to preach to the Gentiles, were to go to the Gentiles' home, he has to sit down and he has to eat the unclean food. Right? He has to eat pork. He has never eaten pork before. You know, in our country, certain group, they don't eat. Can you imagine God is telling them, you sit down, you eat, because I say it's clean. And you have never done it before. 
in your life. I know even some Christian doesn't do it. Yeah. But God is telling Peter, what I have made clean, you uh, do not say is unclean. So this is a, a, a really real breakthrough kind of a, a understanding mindset that God wants Peter to have in order Peter can serve him by ministering to the Gentiles, giving full love from God and grace from God and acceptance from God. So we must understand there are a present-day truth that could supersede our past experience and past belief. Yes, in the past, when it wasn't time, that was unclean. But now God has opened the door for the Gentiles because of Jesus. And so God has made them clean. And so we must shift our mindset, our understanding, and, and so on. So coming back to talk about people. If we want to serve God, living for God, it is to minister to people. It is to live with brothers and sisters in love and build the church of Jesus Christ. So in order for us to be able to do that, We've got to break our prejudice. We've got to uh, stop using the worldly lens, lenses of performance, of success, of uh, appearances, external sort of uh, thing to, 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 to look at people. We must look at people with Christ, the lens, how God look at them. And God looked at them through His creation, through His design, being the creator. You know, God says, we are wonderfully made. That's how God sees us. Wonderful. We are special. Even though now we are broken, we are sinful. We committed a lot of sin, uh, things that shouldn't, bad things that we have done. God knew. God knew. And so God knew that if we keep looking at people from what we can see through their performance and so on, there's no way we can trust them. There's no way we can be totally united with them in Christ to, to be the body of Christ and, and work in unity. There's no way we can do it. And that's why the Word of God is telling us that if, now that we belong to Jesus, now that we are to live for Him, we have to stop looking at people from the worldly point of view. We have to look at people from his, uh, because of his shed blood, because of what Jesus has done.
And uh, so we got to be so open to God because God may say things to us that, that doesn't make sense. When we, we, we never learn it this way. Just like Peter, no law, never. What he's telling God is no way, no way, no way. I've never done anything like that before. I've never eaten this kind of food before. You know, so God wants us to be shaken so that we will change our thinking. We will obey Him. Listen to what He says. Even though it, it seems ridiculous, how can this unclean food that they have been, uh, and it's written in the Bible, it's written in their, 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 their Bible, the, most, the teaching of Moses, how could it be true that God is telling him, Peter, to do something that is against his word. In a religious mindset, you just cannot accept it. That's why the Jewish believers, uh, the Jewish uh, uh, Judaizer, that's why they rise up to begin to persecute this Jewish Christian who teach otherwise. Things that is contrary to what uh, they have accepted for down through the century and, and, and it was from God. So breakthrough, it, 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 you, need, you need a shaking. Peter, Peter need three times, three times that kind of experience to shake him so that he finally received the message. And I hope we, we too are not that stubborn in our ways that we cannot change. We cannot, you know, we, we, we need to be vulnerable in the things that God wants us to do. <coughs> and uh, because we are living in an age there is that's full of brokenness, for problems. Just take another example concerning marriages. We know the Bible teaches there's no divorce. But you know the reality today. There seems to be a lot of broken marriages. People get divorced and remarried again. How do we deal with it? Jesus still teaches that unless it's due to adultery, if you divorce a person and get married, you commit adultery. So, I want to take you to the scripture in Matthew 19, verse 6 to 9. It says, so they are no longer two, but one flesh, Jesus teaching on marriage. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your heart were hard. 
and it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. So, the, peop- the, 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 the people ask, look at what uh, Moses did. He permitted divorce so long as you issue a certificate. That's contrary to what you are teaching, what God is saying. And yet Moses is a servant of God. I want you to take note here. He said, Moses commanded a man to give his wife a certificate. Moses commanded. So what Moses did in that kind of environment where the people are so hardened, where divorce is taking place, maybe rampantly, maybe uh, create such a, a disorder in society. So in order to bring about a sense of order into that kind of society, Moses tell them, Okay, you have to do it properly. You have to issue a certificate, uh, and and so that uh, the procedure has got to be obeyed. So Moses is bringing some order into the structure of society, rather than, you know, uh, uh, things become so chaotic and and confusing, right? So Jesus did not say Moses was wrong, but. It was permitted because of that kind of environment, Jesus is saying. So it's not like we are saying, oh, it's okay, it doesn't matter, you can get uh, divorced. God's teaching is still the same. It's like that since the beginning. But at this season of time, because of the environment, because of the situation, because of grace and mercy of God wanting to bring about order, bring about healing, bring about wholeness in life, It is, it is permitted under such circumstances. So we know the heart of God. Heart, the, the, the heart of God is to bring about wholeness, healing, restoration. You know, he, God is not there to condemn. God is not there to, to want to judge the person, but rather to, to bring hope to the person. So now coming back, but having set the, 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 the background to this teaching, you know, that we are to serve God, to live for God now, through our interaction, our relationship with people. So it's very important that we do not look at people basing on the worldly point of view, but rather with the lens of our Lord Jesus. So, so even though it is against what we think, against what we understand. We have never done it before. But if we want to serve God, we have to follow the, the leading of Christ. So 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, the next verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. If anyone is in Christ, 
the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And verse 18, all this is from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them, and He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Okay, let's just stop here. So, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. So now we look at people as a totally new person. It's a new creation. Yes, he has done all kinds of things in the past. And as I say, God is fully aware of that. But... Now, the person has come to Jesus. He is a new creation in Christ. So we've got to look at the person in this way. Coming back to the story of Peter, you know, what God said to him, what God has made clean, do not say is unclean. The blood of Jesus has washed this person's sin and make him righteous. We do not look at the person as sinful and unrighteous. We do not judge the person. We do not condemn the person. But rather we see the person as a total new creation. And uh, look at Colossians 1 verse 21 and 23. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, Establish firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, have become earth's servant. So, uh, God has made us a new creature and uh, He has made us holy in His sight without blemish, free from accusation. As it's important that when we believe in Jesus, we continue in the faith, continue to grow, continue to, 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 to live out this new creation, this new life that is, that is in us. Even though it takes a process, it takes a lot of discipling, growing into maturity, but God is reconciling us to Himself reconciling uh, us to one another. And this is how He wants us to live, to serve Him. So when the Bible tells us that we are new creation, 
That means we receive a second chance, a totally new life to live before God. And God has accepted us. God has given us peace. And so we have to declare by faith because even though this takes place when we accept Jesus, but the life, the working out of this life takes time. And many times we don't see the new, but we see the old. But the word of God says the old is gone. The new is here. So we got to declare by faith. Realizing changes, transformation will take place through a process. Through a process. Sometimes the process is far too long and far too slow. Some people seem to be so slow in understanding the Word of God. Others, pretty quick, they change, they, they are being transformed, but they are those who are so slow and you wonder whether they are saved or not. But God said they are new creation. You've got to look at them from that perspective. And so, He has made us ambassador, ambassador of this message. You know, if we want to serve Jesus, live for Jesus, we've got to look at people from his perspective, but also we've got to carry the same message, speak the same message as what Jesus is saying. Second Corinthians 5, uh, 18. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So we carry in ourselves a message of reconciliation, bringing people into Christ to be at peace with Christ, bringing people to be reconciled to one another. And, the next, uh, and, and verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God make him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So to serve Christ, we've got to understand that now we carry this message. We are God's, uh, Christ's ambassadors, a message of reconciliation, a message of hope and new beginning. Uh, an ambassador is, is the highest ranking person who represents his government or his kingdom living in another land. We represent God in his heavenly kingdom and we're living on earth. So we're declaring the heavenly message. And we are not, as an ambassador, we are not to speak what is of our own opinion. We are to speak the opinion of our king, the king who has appointed us to be the ambassador. So we are to represent the kingdom, we are to speak and carry that message of hope 
as a new creation, a message of peace, of reconciliation. So that's why you've got to not look at people from the worldly point of view. And you've got to be full of faith, believing the new creation. When the person uh, truly accepted the Lord Jesus, and, uh, and we continue to declare that they are a new creature, despite of their failing, despite of their even repeated failing, we have to still continue to believe that they are the new creation. And uh, so I hope this message will help us to, to know how to relate to one another, how to serve the Lord Jesus as a believer. We are to live for Jesus. And one very important aspect of living with Jesus is to live with people. If we honor God, then we will know how to honor people. We will know how to look at people from Christ's perspective. And more than that, He has made us His ambassador, carrying this message of hope, this new beginning, uh, this message of second chance to this world and, and, and uh, bringing people into Christ, into reconciliation with God. So, uh, I hope we will really learn to look at people from God's perspective. And yes, there are times we may be cheated. There are times we may uh, be taken advantage of when we do that. But we've got to make ourselves vulnerable because of what Christ has done. You know, we rather continue to hold on and trust in God as an ambassador, we, 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 when there's problem, we bring the message of reconciliation. You know, we represent our kingdom, the heavenly kingdom, and speak forth the word of Christ. Not our own opinion. Not our own opinion. Whatever God has made clean, do not say it's unclean. And we've got to really believe in it, be part of it. You know, we've got to eat it. Not just say, oh, okay, right, I can accept it. No, but eat it. Eat the food. Because God has made it clean. So that you really believe that it is clean. You really embrace the message of Christ. Then you can be an ambassador to, to, to bless people, to bring people uh, to be at peace with God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the message of hope, message of new beginning and uh, second chance through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that you have, through Jesus, cleansed us from our sin and make us righteous and we are not condemned despite of our failing and even going through the process of growth Father, we thank you that you are full of grace and mercy. And Lord, we pray that we too will no longer consider others from our own prejudice, from our own opinion, but we will see them as you look at them. 
and be able to minister to them as ambassadors of Jesus. We're able to speak your words, not our own opinion. Despite of what we see, we are to declare what God has made clean. Do not say it's unclean. So Lord, use us as your ambassadors to bring forth this good news to this world. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.